So good to have you back, as always. Getting ready for week five of the NFL. And it all gets underway a little bit later on this evening. Now that uh, we, our full attention goes to football, now that Brewers baseball has come to an end, disappointingly. I know from the Twin Cities, the uh, the Twins, they are off to the next round of the postseason. Paul Charchi and up in that area gives us a shout and uh, joins us. Charge, how you been, pal? We're going to win Twins. We're going <laughs> to score. We're going to win Twins. What's that baseball sore? Oh, it's a good time to be a Twins fan. I haven't been able to say that for 20 years. We, yeah. We won a playoff game for the first time in 19 years. We won a playoff series for the first time in 21 years. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good baseball market that has been deeply frustrated by all the early exits in the playoffs. And it, it feels good to just sort of like own a team and, and, and steamroll through a round of the playoffs. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Not, uh, trying, to rub, got, not we, trying to rub salt in the wound, by the way. Uh, no, you know, no. Hey, I, I get know. it, man. Yeah. I, I'd like to think that even if most of your listeners have zero empathy for the plight of Minnesota sports fans, uh, Vikings, Twins, whatever, that you could at least have pity on us and that you could be happy for us to have won a, just, you know, a wild card round in the playoffs because yeah. it's kind of a big deal for us. It has been a long time uh, with fans that uh, got a stadium that doesn't have a roof and, uh, you know, baseball that has mm-hmm. not necessarily been good. So, I, you know, hey, take advantage of it, man. Take, we, we were like that, you know, years ago when the Brewers first got back to 500, going back to the early 2000s. So, hey, just to, yeah. just to get to the postseason, yeah. man, I, I completely understand it. When you talk about the plight and please have pity, that's the game tonight. The Chicago Bears suck. I don't even know how to put it. It's just, it's just such it's a so terrible bad. team. And I, I look. I know we've got a lot to get to today, but I, I don't. Is there anything at all? And I just had. And the only reason I bring it up is because the games tonight, and a buddy of mine had yeah. uh, Justin Fields as his backup quarterback throughout the season. He's like, is there anything good that you could take fantasy wise from what the Chicago Bears offer? Well, I mean, Justin Fields just came off the best game of his season last week, uh, at least fantasy game. Now, you know, he kind of gave the game away at the end, but he played three good quarters. Um, that's about it. Um, there really isn't – there isn't – I mean, like looking at the whole roster, whole roster, there's almost nothing to feel great about right now for the Bears. Right. It's it's so bad, Bill. Get, their, their secondary is a, just an utter train wreck with injury. They got Kyler Gordon out. They got Jalen Jackson hamstring injury, Tyreek Stevenson concussion, Josh Blackwell hamstring, Eddie Jackson foot. That's, I mean, that's, and they only, and all of those guys, there's only like one and a half good players even in that list to begin with. It's going to be all second and third stringers. Sam Howell could put himself on the national radar tonight with this game. He's played pretty well, in, at least in spots, he's played pretty well. But this Bears secondary is so bad. I could I could see him throwing with ease tonight, and that would be, you know, <laughs> insult to injury, right? If you get right. Sam Howell's first great game of his career could come tonight against Chicago. Uh, okay, I, I got a couple of different things that I want to get to. One of them was the topics that you gave me, and that is the fact that when you look at uh, week four to week five, you start seeing people come back off the pup list. So is there some value mm-hmm. coming back off of the pup list? 
Yeah, so let's talk. I mean, I think we start with Jonathan Taylor, and there's some big names here, but Taylor's the biggie, right? Indianapolis head coach Shane Steichen was asked if he's going to play. He said, we'll see. That's crap. He's playing. Um, And today, uh, in fact, just less than an hour ago, Jonathan Taylor uh, talked to the media for the first time since everything went, you know, upside down in the preseason. And and he said that his contract dispute was an offseason thing. He's a full participant in practice, and – he, he sounds like he's 100% healthy. So it's game on for Jonathan Taylor. He's going to play. And so he's in my starting lineup. Uh, the tricky part is he's got Tennessee this week. That is a good run defense and has been for years. They have the fifth best run stuff win rate. They rank sixth in tackling by pro football focus. They're, they're allowing lead backs an average of 42 yards per game. That's it. So it's a tricky matchup, but – Healthy Jonathan Taylor, game on him in. I'm down. I'm I'm starting him. I think he's going to get enough work here, even in his first game back, that he's going to you know he'll know what to do. He'll get enough work, and we're giving him a starting grade here. What about Cooper Cup? Because you got Cooper Cup that uh, is is back. He's practicing. I know that McVeigh was like, oh, he's limited. No, he's not. He's not going to be. And uh, you've got a, a matchup coming up uh, this week where they're taking on the Eagles, and they would need every piece of offensive firepower they could possibly get just to get over the Eagles. So do you put Cooper Cup uh, out there? Yeah, this one I think is trickier than Taylor because we we know Taylor's healthy. He's nine months off an ankle injury that he played through last year. Cooper Cup's situation trickier um, because his hamstring injury that he you know aggravated in, I don't know, what, early September – um, that's, you know, uh, this one feels a lot murkier, you know, we know, expect him to play. So there's that, but the question is how much, how much is his, how, how much playing time do we get? Is he on a snap count? What does Cooper cups role look like considering Puka Nakua's astonishing start to the season? There's still some question marks here. I wouldn't blame, I wouldn't blame anybody who starts Cooper cup. Uh, he's my number 30 ranked wide receiver this week. Um, but I also wouldn't blame anybody who just says, you know what? I'm going to chill out on Cup, and let's let's verify that he's going to be on the field more than 20 plays, you know. And let's just you know let's just take one beat and show a little patience, and let's let, let's t- let this thing play out a little bit, which would be the which would be cautionary but reasonable to do. Yeah, I I, I would agree, and, and plus you, I mean, if you have him on your roster, you still have time, unless of course you got to make a decision before tonight's contest. So that I completely understand. Uh, real quick, uh, I've got a, a question here, and this is from Chris, who says, I have both C.J. Stroud and Brock Purdy. I've been playing Brock Purdy, but this week with mm-hmm. the Cowboys defense coming to town, should I start C.J. Stroud? I've got C.J. Stroud ranked higher. Both of them are fascinating stories. So let's talk Stroud for a minute. So rookie of the year right now is Puka Nakua and C.J. Stroud. And that's, a, that's, that's about it for offensive rookie of the year. I mean, these guys are going to, I think this thing, they're going to battle all season long. Stroud's looked Fantastic. Get this. First quarterback history of the NFL with 1,200 passing yards and zero interceptions in his first four career games. That's mm-hmm. what C.J. Stroud is doing. And for all the woes the Packer fans have had with your offensive line, get this. As of this week, they've now put eight linemen on injured reserve, and their injury report right now today has three starting linemen on it. It is a disaster in C.J. Stroud's offensive line, and he's still done that. I mean, it's, it, the kid looks completely legit. He's got this burgeoning hiccup, hookup with Nico Collins that looks very, very real. Those guys are going to – it looks like they're going to 
you know, be very good and grow into their roles for years together. It's fascinating. So I've got him at number 10. Brock Purdy, this is a great situation to, to look into. Um, they've got Dallas this week, as you mentioned in the email I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And at Dallas's defense looks amazing. But here's the thing, Bill. They have faced Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Josh Dobbs, and Mac Jones. I mean, it's a, you, you can't write, you can't script it any easier than that. You know, I don't think Dallas's defense is as good as those, those players have made him look. And Brock Purdy's been good. There's this misconception that Purdy's a weak arm dinkin' dunk passer in the vein of his predecessor, Jimmy Garoppolo, and that he's just a product of Kyle Shanahan's offense. But right now, the kid's playing great. He's got the second longest average pass at 9.1 yards, two yards deeper than Patrick Mahomes. And usually longer passers have lower completion percentages, but not Brock Purdy. He's third in completion percentage at 72%. I love that guy. I think he's playing great. And it's one of the, it is one of the great stories of this year. So I'm very excited about Brock Purdy. By the way, do you know this? Brock Purdy, cost of living so high in the Bay Area, he's got a roommate. Is that right? Yep. Now, wow. it's somebody from the team. It's a backup offensive lineman, so it's not just like he posted a – he posted a a, a a note on Craigslist and just found some rando. But yeah. still, he's like, it costs too much to live here. I need to split my – I got to split my rent. That's an indictment. I mean, when you're talking about a guy, you know, let's just say he does go to start looking for, for contracts. I mean, he's right. I, you, you've been to San Francisco, right? Yeah, I have. It It's – it's unbelievable the the cost of living there, and not to mention the amount of homeless. But it's it's unbelievable how crazy stupid it is. Charge, I kid you not. During the Super Bowl some years ago, we, we there's an app that as you drive around, it will find houses in your price range if you are looking for a home to buy. We put yeah. in a million dollars, didn't see a house. Put in two million, saw a couple <laughs> of houses that were about thirteen to fourteen hundred feet. Uh, you know, square feet, square feet. Yeah. You, you put in like five million, then you finally start getting a house that you would be interested in. But they're like five million dollars for some of these crazy homes. It, it, for smaller homes, it's like, how do people afford to even wake up in the morning and put food on the table there? It's just, it's crazy, crazy. It is. We right had, up. you know, we had. Uh, uh, I'm part of an association of uh, fantasy sports and sports betting um, companies called the FSGA, and the FSGA has got a, uh, twice twice a year conferences. And we used to go to San Francisco 10 years ago, regular rotation. Can't go. No. Can't go to San Francisco because of the cost and because of the danger in the city. You know, yeah. we can't put things down t- downtown anymore because we don't feel like it's a safe place to ask people to come. So right. yeah, it's, it's, it's sad what's happened to San Francisco. Yeah. And aren't they on the docket again to get a Super Bowl relatively soon? I I think you know, I know I that this know. year's it Vegas surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Vegas, then New Orleans and then back to San Francisco if I'm not mistaken. I think that might be the way it goes. Anyway, uh we've we've gone way off topic. Uh real quick, I know we got a couple more things. First of all, uh this one is from uh, Jack who says is now Joe Burrow unstartable. Yeah, right now until until we see him healthy and able to deliver a ball downfield. A catchable do- ball downfield. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the lowest rated passer on throws of more than 15 yards. And so, I mean, just he's clearly not right. And I feel like there's so many other options that you can just find that you don't have to go to go to war with Joe Burrow right now and, and hope that he's okay. Now it's the Cardinals this week. So, I mean, you could just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take my chances uh, because it's the Cardinals. Uh, but I, I, I think, 
I think right now you can you can find other help. Sam Howell tonight, C.J. Stroud, who we already mentioned. Mm-hmm. There are other guys that I, I think are good plays. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, let's can we talk Jordan Love for just a second on this yeah, game against uh, Las Vegas that's coming up. That's Monday night, right? I believe they're playing Monday night. Yes, Monday night. Um, yeah, I find this matchup just fascinating. Uh, the the Raiders secondary, ugh, it's it's bad. There's some going to be some real opportunity, I believe, uh, for your squad. And I but there's there's a few variables here. Um, first of all. Not enough people talking about Romeo Dobbs, who's turned into, I think, just an every week starter for your fantasy football team. Um, and this secondary, not good, as I mentioned. He primarily runs the left side of the field. He runs like 55% of his routes from the left side of the field, and then some from the slot and some from the right. The guy he's going to go up against is something called Jacorian Bennett. He is a rookie receiver who has given up at least receptions of 32 yards in three or four games and allowing an opposer passer rating of 138. So I'm very excited about Dobbs. Christian Watson comes back. He only had the 26 snaps last week, but I feel like he's sitting on probably 40 snaps this week. And Marcus Peters is the ultimate gambling cornerback. He's going to see him a bunch. That could be a a deep ball. Uh, Jaden Reed's staying on the field, right? Because he runs from the slot like him too. So I'm I'm really excited about what Jordan Love should be able to accomplish here. Unless I think the only the only scenario where he isn't isn't good is if the offensive line just can't handle a decent, not great Raiders pass rush. What what do you think about that? Uh, no, I I completely uh, agree with you. I think that tonight we're gonna fi- we're gonna find out first of all today a little bit more about the Brewer Brewers, the Packers' offensive line, whether or not Elton Jenkins is truly mm-hmm. back. Also, defensively speaking, right. if Eric Stokes comes back off the pup list, but you're gonna hear from David Bakhtiari today because he's now on the IR. But you, you, if you get Christian yeah. Watson and your full complement back, and the emergence of Musgrave as a tight end, I still think that this thing can begin to kind of kind of start to roll. But they got to hit some more big passes downfield, and they got to be able to have a little more secure dump offs because his media, his intermediate passing game, it's okay at best, but having a below sixty percent completion percentage starts to bother me. Yeah, he's got the low. He's the bottom ranked passer by completion percentage, below Zach yep. Wilson and Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter, right. and those guys are non-functional quarterbacks. So yep. you know that the decision making and the accuracy has to get better. Is Jenkins still a possibility, and isn't Runyon hurt too? Runya's got a uh, an ankle sprain, and Elton Jenkins was uh, back working out this week. So we're going to find out more today because the Packers hit the practice field this morning, and then they're going to open up the locker room this afternoon. So we'll find out more about that. But it, you know, it, last week was a little bit of a makeshift thing. I still think, even with mm-hmm. a, a full what eight, nine, ten days, whatever it happens to be, I think you can figure out your offensive line by that point in time to, to kind of be secure going into a Monday night game, and then you've got another two weeks because you get a bye after that. Yeah, how nice. How nice. Yeah. But does that mean that you give these guys extra rest now? Um, and when you say uh, Bakhtiari is going to talk today, he's not retiring today, is he? No, I think that kind of talk, is it? No, no, no. I think what he's going to do is he's going to explain why he got shut down and why they decided the IR and what's wrong with it. Because, you know, after the Bears game, he looked really good and he hasn't played since. So after the Bears game, everybody thought, okay, he doesn't need to practice. Just keep, He just kept saying, just keep me healthy. And then he had all that outburst about playing on turf and how he didn't like turf. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he didn't play in Atlanta, and he hasn't seen the field since. So, And the, the coaches are very cryptic. They're like, well, we're going to let Dave address that. you know. So who knows? I, I don't know what he's going to say today, but 
Um, you know, they, he can't retire because then they would owe him all the money. So at least for the time being, he's got to remain on IR, but we'll see. All right, we'll see yeah, you're right. It better, you know, why retire when you can just stay on IR and get paid? Correct. So, yeah, that's a good Correct. point. Uh, Charge, great. Oh, anything Jones else real quick? Yeah, well, give Aaron Jones the ball, would you? Uh, you they're killing yep. me with this. And A.J. Dillon is dead to us. Dead to us. Yeah. He start, fails as a starter. He fails as a rotational back. He's just, it's over. Let's get, yep. let's let Aaron Jones be the man he is. All right. Time to do it. Thank you, my Good friend. Up, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, pal. Week. Okay, bye-bye. There you go. Paul Charchian, a uh, joyous Twins fan. Finally, they have something to cheer about. Kudos to him. So <laughs> enjoy it. You know, who knows how long it's going to last. That's for sure. Hey, our friends over at the Social House, H-A-U-S, right there on West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Uh, they want me to remind you that, hey, I know the Brewers season has come to an end. I understand that. But they always have games on. They always have something going on there at Social House and really good food and good people. Stop in. West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. That is a social house. And I'm telling you, the Tiger Burger, it's worth it. Really, really good stuff. So uh, stop in and check out some of the new menu items they have there as well. That's the social house. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. Good to have you back. Bill Michaels show. Uh, I wish we were uh, having a more joyous day and the Brewers were getting ready for game three. It just didn't work out that way. And we're kind of licking our wounds today. Good stuff from Mike Clemens a little while ago, going from uh, American Family Field back up to Green Bay into Lambeau, where a lot of the guys are going to talk and then to get Paul Charchi and on to, uh, and then also to uh, to get Vinny Rotino on a little bit earlier to uh, kind of wrap up and put a bow on the uh, Brewers' season. So good stuff there. Uh, Bill Huber, and if you didn't hear it, Bill joined us last night. Bill uh, on, on the huddle. We had a really good discussion about this Packers team and about pressure for this upcoming Monday night game, uh, one of the specifics. So and we got it a little bit into this yesterday, but it, it really became kind of a thing. Uh, as we discussed last night. So uh, we wanted to make sure you heard that and started out with Bill Huber. Bill Huber of SI uh, joined us. And, uh, Bill, how you been? I'm great. How about you, Bill? I'm doing good. Uh, I First of all, I want to know, in your eyes, how important is this game coming up on Monday night? Yeah, it's huge, right? I mean, gosh, you, you can't lose this game. The Raiders are not they're not good. Um, you know, road games are hard. Um, but this is certainly a winnable game, right? I mean, the Raiders are... One and three, their only win came against a dreadful Denver team. 
Um, they have the NFL's leading rusher, which, or from, from last year, which would you think it'd be a negative, but they may use averaging like 2.4 yards a carry. So it's a chance to get your run defense feeling a little bit better about themselves and a chance to steal one on the road. So yeah, I think this is a huge win. You can't, you can't lose this one and expect to be playing in January. I, uh, we were, we got into the discussion of just the what ifs and what if the Packers should lose this game in the same semblance, same fashion, similar score to what they lost the Detroit game. Just, you know, again, it's a completely hypothetical. Uh, what detriment does that do to this team and or to the coaching staff? Well, that's a good question. I haven't, haven't considered that one. Um, yeah, it puts, it puts everybody on the hot seat. Um, the GM stuck his neck out for the quarterback. It's up to the coaching staff to get that quarterback to be a winner. And look, it's, 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 I know it's, it's more complicated than the Jordan love, but right. This is, this is the NFL and quarterbacks are, if you have a quarterback, you win, if you don't you lose, um, they have this guy here because they have faith that he is the next, the least worthy quarterback. And I don't want to see a great quarterback, but at least he's good enough. If, if, if they lose this game, um, yeah, I think it puts the, the coaching staff on, on alert here, but I, I would say. Well, we were sitting here talking earlier today, and we said, look, if, if the Packers lose this game ugly, you know, have the Packers, would the Packers consider making any kind of a, a coaching change, getting rid of Joe Barry because the defense is so inept or the play calling of Matt LaFleur and what have you. And I, I just said, look, the, the bottom line is they've got a lot of young guys weaponry-wise uh, on offense. They've got a young quarterback experience-wise. The offensive line's been a jugger, uh, been juggled. And then you've got your starting, really kind of your, your legit weapon, and Aaron Jones who's been banged up. So you understand that. But the defense, which yep. was supposed to be so good with all these number ones and was going to be beefier up front, they are right now sitting there 30th against the rush, and they are 20th in points per game, 21st in yards per game. They're 11th against the pass, and overall their numbers aren't good. They're nowhere near top 10. So, you know, sometimes Joe Barry has them in the right place, and they haven't made plays. They've dropped interceptions. They've missed <laughs> tackles. They've overrushed. They haven't set the edge. But other times, philosophically speaking, we don't agree with. What do you think of this uh, this defense right now? Well, it's not here. It's it's almost terrible. Um, it, I mean, you there's. I looked up the other day. I believe there have been six games this year of, of a team giving up 200 rushing yards or 210 rushing yards. The Packers have been on on two of those. Um, look, it's you know I talked to Kenny Clark about this at his locker the other day, where for all the focus on the the young guys at receiver and all. I mean, he is surrounded by a bunch of young guys in defense line. So there's some, I think maybe it, to expect them to be you know lights out run defenders at this point, it may be unrealistic, but uh, I don't know. Um, you, you, like like LaFleur said after the game, you, you got to shut down something, right? Right. They didn't shut down anything against it. They didn't shut down anything against Detroit. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, what, you can talk about schematic changes as much as you want, um, but you got to make it happen. And getting, getting Jair back will be, will certainly help you be able to put a guy down the box. So if you're playing Devontae Anderson, I mean, maybe this is not the right game to be doing that either. So, um, look, it's the same story we've heard forever, Bill. Right? Mm-hmm. Every year they've, they've they've added pieces. They're 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 changing this or that. They, you know, they, the mentality is different. They've worked on this and that. And it's just, it's the you know the same old crap again and again. As my nephew once said, one is CD we kept skipping. <laughs> <laughs> I you know you're so right, and uh, I I look at this and I just keep wondering. Because, I again, I go back to when you guys were covering the combine and Goody had his presser and said, no, look, we got talent on the defensive side of the football, and he talked about pressure. And then he just kept saying, 
we believe in Matt. Is it, he wouldn't use Joe Barry's name. He just said, kept saying, we believe in Matt. Oh, we believe in Matt. Okay, that's great. It, it certainly seems like there's no way in hell Gutekinds is going to go, you know what, I just haven't drafted the right guys defensively. It seems to me like there is a disconnect via what the thoughts are, philosophically speaking, defensively. And, uh, you know, now that uh, even Matt LaFleur says, well, we got to stop something, that's almost throwing your hands in the air going, what the hell is going on in that side of the football, right? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, firing Joe Barry, you know, the, the previous question. Um, but who replaces him, right? Uh, I was talking that with some of my colleagues the other day. I, I don't know who would replace him, right? I mean, J- Jerry Montgomery's been here forever, but he's a D-line coach. When's the Jan Bless and the D-line was any good? Right. Um, you know, the, the outside linebackers coach has been here for a couple of years. I'd, but, you know, maybe be Kirk Olive Dowdy, the inside linebackers coach. But there just isn't like this. Like if you'd have fired him last year, Jerry Cray is the obvious choice because he's been there and done that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who you replace him with. Um, they they got to figure it out. Um, but it, again, we've been talking about this forever. I, I, and I don't. This is the same thing. I'm sure I talked about it before the season. Is how are they going to stop the run? I mean, you can complain about all you want about Dean Lowry and Jaron Reed, but they they were proven guys, and they've replaced them with Devontae White, a first round pick from a year ago, and T.J. Slayton, and, and two rookies. I mean, they're just there, there's there's no sense in my mind that they're they're going to stop the run hanging of the season. They've kind of they kind of borne it out. It, it, to me, it, it just it, you, where's the it, isn't it attitude? I mean, it, it's so so cliche to say that, but like you know, um, Ron Wolf signed Reggie White and Ted Thompson signed Charles Woodson, and those are like the heartbeats. Never mind that they were great players, but they were like the heartbeats of the team, right? Right. And it's like if something went wrong, those guys just put their foot down and said enough. I, I don't know, I don't know where that guy is as a player. Or as a defensive coach, or Matt Lafleur, for that matter, I don't, I don't know where that enough's enough mentality is. I uh, I watched Dan Campbell and listened to Dan Campbell, and while at times, uh, you know, early on in his coaching career for Detroit, people kind of laughed at him and thought, you know, he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. But damn, his team has taken on his bravado, his mentality of we're going to bite your kneecaps until you can't stand up anymore. Even if you beat us up, we're going to be the ones standing by the end of the day, and they become the tough guys almost of this division. I, I don't know if that plays in every locker room. I don't even think it does. But, uh, you know, is there a time that you say, we've got to change? We, we've got to th- – this can't go on. And I'm not saying now because I, I, I said today on the show, 95% of me says there's no way in hell unless it looks like the team is completely lost that Joe Barry or Matt LaFleur or anybody ever goes away. But if this team starts losing ballgames, say they out of the next three, one of them to say Oakland – they lose one to the Miami or the Minnesota Vikings, but yet they beat Denver. It's still not a great time. It still doesn't look good. It, the numbers aren't getting any better. You're trend, trending in the wrong direction. I mean, I, I think at that point you're in fear of maybe losing the team because they feel that they've lost the season, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, the, yeah, there's the thing about having such a young team is, I mean, they're all, they're all playing for themselves. And I don't mean that in a bad way, right? Because you got to, you're, you're, they're all, those guys are playing for right. jobs, right? Just because there's not. So I, I don't know. Um, maybe, but I don't. I don't know how true that is, or not true. I'm not disagreeing with you. I guess. I, I guess I don't know. Um, but I also think Lafleur can't sink his own ship here, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's. In, I don't think. Look, they, they gave 363 rushing yards to the Eagles last year, and they, they didn't make a move then. So I don't. I don't think he's going to make a move this season. That just seems unlikely to me. But um, Lafleur is not going to go sink on the USS Barry, right? He'll he'll make a move when he needs to. Yeah. If it's a year now, I don't. I would be surprised, but um, if this if this stuff continues, I'll be a different guy here in twenty twenty four. Probably a 
probably decent, but it's a whole different coaching staff, or at least close on, on, on that side of the ball. Here is uh, my uh, other thought coming into this game. Uh, going back over the last couple of games, it has been alarming how many bad quarters of football this team has played. Out of the last eight quarters specifically, they really, if you want to go back to the fourth quarter of the Atlanta game, you know, nine quarters, they have played about six and a half, seven and a half quarters of really bad, atrocious, embarrassing football. That's got to be an alarm bell, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, certainly, it's it's not. Certainly, it's not ideal. Again, I think offensively, this is kind of what you you thought, and then you throw and you, you lose your left tackle and you lose your left guard. I had I had a very smart offensive line coach tell me once upon a time that you can get by with one bad offensive lineman, but you can't get by with more than that. So to have a whole new left side where you lose your Pro Bowl or an All Pro and you have backups and that's that's tough. So you got your plus your right tackles banged up too. So that's the strength of the offense. And when, when they're banged up, then, then where do you turn? Um, so I, I guess the stuff on offense that they've played in fifth and starts probably isn't super surprising. Um, let's get a reasonable offensive line out there. And with, with Aaron Jones for 40 snaps a game and Christian Watson for 50 snaps a game and, and see what you got in the defense is what's the problem. And heck, the special teams are too, for that matter. Um, but the offense, I, get, I think it's probably what we kind of all expected. Talking with Bill Huber of SI, and in that sense, we're also uh, covering uh, the Green Bay Packers getting ready for Monday night against uh, the Oakland, or excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's going to take me a while to, to, to get out of the Oakland phase of that. However, uh, I do believe that the Raiders are, are desperate. They are a team that, you know, we all know that has Devontae Adams, who is trying to make a name for himself outside of uh, Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr and company, and he's had a pretty good season thus far. But even he has talked about, you know, his unhappiness. Uh, I can't imagine that team is extremely content right now. This is also one of those games where the Packers go in and blow them out. I don't know. It, it's a good win because you feel like you put the train back on the tracks at least. But it also then could ignite what we've seen in the past where the bomb goes off in another organization and guys went out, coaches get fired. Josh McDaniels is awful anyway. We all know that. But th this is an important game in a lot of different levels for a lot of different reasons to both teams. Yeah, I don't, you know, McDaniels is, God, he won five games here and, you know, five and, I'm that five and 17, I want to say some of them. That's just terrible when you got a, you, you spent on the quarterback, which is, you know, probably not the greatest move ever either. But I mean, when you got Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, you got, there's a, you got enough star parties. You need to do better than that. But yeah, Green Bay just needs to, they need to win this game. They need to feel better that, you know, Jordan Love has played, a couple so-so games in a row that you're, you're, you'll feel you're feeling back to there. Um, yeah, you just got to you got to win. I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of talking in circles. Here yeah, right now, but no, here, you got to win this. One. That's you, a great you, question. You can't, you can't call the two and three. No, no, that's a great question and a great point because Jordan Love, you would assume he's getting better. Here's the thing: he played really well against Chicago. He played good in the second half, decently against. Atlanta, great in the fourth quarter comeback against the Saints and play, showed a lot of moxie against the Lions, but it hasn't been stellar. As a matter of fact, like I allude to, it's been six and a half bad quarters of football in the last two games. Is it now because teams are scheming directly for him because they know what his strengths and weaknesses are and that the downfield passing game is simply not there, so they're getting after it? Yeah, again, I, let, let, let's, let's line up with your guys, right? I mean, Elton Jenkins is – a difference maker. And then now you can go help Rashid Walker at left tackle. Um, you know, you get Zach Tom passes injured knee at right tackle. You're feeling better there. And you get 
know, this is a, you kind of get off the rust kind of game for Watson. So let's let's see what they look like at, at full strength. Um, I will I say I will say that Love's got to take they they got to give him some easier completions. Um, and I'm not talking about just for a confidence perspective, but just from a down and distance perspective. I mean, I've written this twice now. His air yards per attempt per attempt are the longest in the league, and it's not even close. It is just it's not like it's bombs away, but it, it's all downfield. It's like just so the ball is running back gets five yards. So you're looking at second and five rather than second and ten. It is it is so downfield reliant. I don't know if that's the scheme or if that's just where uh, how Jordan wants to play or you know just it's the the new guy factor there. But they they've got to give him some easier completions so third down is easier because they are thirty first in the on third down distance there. It's the second longest third down in the league. Um, they, they had five third and fifteens last week, Bill. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you're never going to win the play right. that way. They, they just got to make his life easier. Maybe and maybe it's up to him to make his life easier. As far as yeah. that goes, yeah. Uh, and I would agree with you. And a lot of the pre-snap penalties and problems they've had, they've kind of been self-inflicted as well. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just been. Yep. I, I'm just looking, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. I'm looking for a clean game. Just don't give me you know nine, ten penalties. Don't give me a bunch of false start penalties. Don't run the clock down. No delay of games, and just play a clean game. And let's see what you can do in the trenches if this team can win. And then I'll feel a little bit better if they can. Bill, always a pleasure. Hey, real quick, what do you expect out of Bakhtiari tomorrow? Because I know he's going to meet with the media. I don't know. Um, he has to know in his heart of hearts that he's not playing here, right? Oh yeah. But it'll be it'll be interesting to to see. I mean, look, we all know that he wants to play, but you know how badly does he want to play here? And will he, you know can, will he move heaven and earth to do it, or does he know that his time is up? It's, you know, I know he gets a lot of crap, Bill. I know he gets gets it on my. Twitter already right about him. I'm sure he does on your show, but man, that guy's but that he's been dealt a crappy hand. I want to say something else, but I think everybody knows what I'm saying. I don't I don't care about the contract as you know, the guy got hurt. Mm-hmm. But it's not the Packers' fault that he got hurt. It's not Bakhtiari's fault. But the guy the guy had a bad, bad injury. Um to be peeing on a guy for it or peeing on the team for it is just ludicrous. You know, sometimes you get crappy luck and he's got the worst possible hand dealt to him. Um I like the guy personally. Um, I, I I I feel bad for him, right? Every, you you want to see you want to see your best guys play. I don't even talk about the Packers. You know, you know, you want to see the best guy in, in any sport play. You that's, that's you know whether it was when Giannis gets hurt or you know the or Mahomes is banged up or whatever. It is, you you want to see the best guys in the business out there playing. David Bakhtiari is one of the best guys in the business, and that he's not playing is it's not good for the game. Yeah, no doubt about it. Bill, great stuff, buddy. Uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. I appreciate you coming on tonight, okay? All right, take care, Bill. Bye. Thanks, pal. Talk. There you go, Bill Huber from uh, Sports Illustrated. And uh, he joins us. Uh, he joined us last night, in case you didn't know. That was during the huddle, but uh, a really good discussion, a pertinent discussion uh, that uh, I thought was rather interesting and uh, wanted to bring it to you. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, going to get back into some Brewers baseball. And just kind of put a wrap on the season, but uh, Chuck Freeman from the Lockdown Brewers podcast is going to be joining us coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Pottawatomie, go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. I know, I know, I promised it. I promised it. I had an announcement to make. And we will do that next on The Bill Michael Show. Stay right where you're at. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 
800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Pottawatomie, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you back. Uh, I got a note, and this one's from uh, Kelly. Kelly wanted to know if, uh, or uh, excuse me, Kelly wanted to know when we were uh, booking the group uh, going over to the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. Uh, and I was telling you yesterday, I believe in the program, that said uh, a band called Cynthian, which is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, it is just a musical party. There's a couple of bands that I really, really like, and they are one of them. And they are an, uh, kind of an Irish-themed band, even though they have a little bit of Cajun and Creole in them and some country rock and some rock and such in them. Uh, it's not your traditional Irish band, but they are playing the night before St. Patrick's Day at the ICHC, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. You don't have to be Irish to go there. You just have to have a lot of party in your heart. And uh, that's when we're going to go. However, all throughout the holiday season coming up and uh, in, in recent, you know, in, in recent months as well, uh, the ICHC has a lot of different music going on and fundraisers and such. So if you are interested in, and they're a nonprofit, it's not like they're making a ton of money. It's a great intimate setting, but uh, go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. It's just west of the Marquette campus in uh, downtown Milwaukee. Don't let that freak you out, though. It's a decent neighborhood and such. But uh, ICHC.net, that is ICHC. Dot net. All right, all right, Grant Bills, uh, you're going to help me out with this one because uh, I have never been here. But our first huddle, our first huddle is now locked in. And we are going to lacrosse. We're going to be in lacrosse on October, Wednesday night, October 18th at Flipside Pub and Grill. Do you know where that's at? Oh, absolutely. It's just on the north side of lacrosse, right across from the Menards. So if you need to get some manly shopping, run some errands, you can do okay. that. It's right on the other side of the road. That is our first, our very first uh, on location outside of the city of Milwaukee area huddle ever, to be honest with you, ever. So uh, now I think we did one on location at Super Bowl one year. But, um, yeah, this is the first time we're ever doing a huddle outside of the Milwaukee area. So it is going to be Wednesday night. October 18th, Flipside Pub and Grill in Lacrosse, and we hope to see you there. So Lacrosse, we're coming You're, because we missed Oktoberfest, and today's the day that the beer stein arrived from our friends Josh and the gang over at the Oktoberfest grounds. We missed it; we couldn't be there. But I'm going to be out uh, back in Lacrosse coming up on October 18th. We're going to be at Flipside Pub and Grill in Lacrosse. Uh, so that's that's one of them. Then, as a matter of fact, the next day we leave. Uh, we're back in the studio on the 19th, and then we leave. We're going to be in Pembine at the Four Seasons Island Resort for their big uh, their fall fest that they have on the island coming up on the 20th to 21st, back on the 22nd, getting ready for uh, the Packers and the Denver Broncos and then the Green and Gold postgame show. So that's uh, that's on the docket. And then... Uh, we are coming to Viroqua. We are going to be in Viroqua on Wednesday night, December 20th. We're going to be at the Norwegian Hollow, uh, I believe, and that's where we're going to be. I'll give you a little more details on that as it gets closer, but coming up on December, put it on your calendars. It's it's holiday shopping season in Viroqua. We're going to be in Viroqua on Wednesday, December 20th 
at the Norwegian Hollow uh, for a Wednesday night huddle there as well. So those are the first two that are on the docket. We've got a couple more at Lacrosse. We've got one in Rice Lake. We've got a couple more in this particular area where I'm at. Uh, so uh, just keep t- uh, keep checking back. But uh, we've we're starting to they're, they're starting to kind of get everything okayed and done and promotionally and all that kind of stuff. So there you go, there you go. Uh, Pac fan says, did you used to do the huddle from Green Bay every week? No, that was the Lodge Kohler kickoff that we did. That was, uh, I believe, a Monday or a Tuesday night that we did that show. And that was with different guests and different players. And that was a deal with um, through uh, through Brian Lammy and Lammy Management, the same people that have the management company for uh, Donald Driver and such. And we did it with them. That was a fun time. We had a great time doing that. But that was also with Lodge Kohler uh, up there. So there you have it. But that's our first couple. So I'm glad you know where Flipside Bar now is. It, have you been there? Is it a good place? Oh, well, of course. Well, of course it is. It's uh, okay. it's just a little bit off the beaten path from downtown. It's just two or three minutes, just past Sloopy's, not that far okay. uh, at all. Uh, just a little bit farther to the. As I close my eyes and try to do the compass in my head, closer to the bluffs, which would be the east. Yep, I can. Uh, I can tell directions. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place. We had our uh, our Brewers opening day party there now, which is, is funny. Did you? Okay. Yeah, kind of a, an alpha and an omega now that the Brewers season ended last night. But, yeah, we watched. Yeah. I remember Brewers Cubs there. We had a big party. Sports fans love going to Flipside. They always have great specials okay. during games and stuff, so it's an awesome spot. What is what is the best sports bar there? I mean, because I've always, like, when I've gone for sports stuff mm. over near camp, I've always gone to Howie's. Mm-hmm. So Howie's has always been a good place to go, but what is the best sports bar on lacrosse? Howie's is pretty great. I I genuinely love Flipside. That's a great place to watch a game. That's probably more of a, a classic sports bar. Okay. Um, a bar that I really like watching sports. I really like going to Bluffside, which is right at the bottom of uh, uh-huh. Granddad's Bluff. That's a fun. It's no, not as much of a sports bar, but it's a fun place right. to watch sports and drink. Okay. That place comes to mind. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, we got some uh, we got some options in, I, and I think there's actually two more appearances out there coming up. So, but we just haven't booked them yet. But flip side is going to be the first uh, heading back out to lacrosse here. So I'm, I'm giddy. I'm giddy to make that announcement today. All right, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after. This. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Okay, for all my grilled cheese lovers, French toast fanatics, and sandwich artists out there, I've got some inspiration for you. Right now, only a quick trip. Straight from our very own bakery, loaves of quickery white bread on sale for just 99 cents. Oh, seriously, talk about the ultimate canvas for culinary creativity. Toasted to perfection, grilled golden brown, or just straight out of the bag. And PB&Js like Mama used to make. Get into Quick Trip and get working on your next masterpiece. Quick Trip, we got you covered. Our friends over there at Quick Trip reminding you that uh, they have uh, their Quickery bread is on sale. Uh, I stopped today and picked up actually some milk and bread just because it's just so good and so fresh and lasts forever. Uh, It is awesome. But uh, I stop in, I grab it, use the Quick Rewards card, all good to go. That's our friends over there at Quick Trip. And don't forget, you can still stop in. You can maybe get an opportunity to win a brand-new pickup truck, Chevy pickup truck, and uh, a lot of different things going on over there at Quick Trip. Just ju- just excellent stuff. I-, I can talk about it all day long. I can talk about the take-home meals, which are fantastic, uh, all the prepared stuff, uh, the pizzas, the pothole pizzas, which are just awesome. 
uh, even going into the tailgates for the beer cave and such, whatever, whatever it happens to be. Quick Trip, as we all know, I mean, look, if you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Quick Trip is just a staple in the state of Wisconsin now. Just absolutely fantastic. And thanks to Quick Trip for being a part of the program. Good, good stuff. Um, coming up the next hour, we're going to talk with our buddy um, uh, Chuck Freeman, and he's also going to give us his two cents as to the way the Brewer season came to an end last night. So uh, we'll get into that discussion. Jason, yes, uh, he brought up Nuts Deep, too, in Marshall. We are going to be there as well. We just, we're waiting on some of these locations to say, yes, this this date's available. We gave him a list of dates, and we want to go. Uh, we want to get it all set up. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a matter of uh, sometimes the affiliates need to kind of cross the T's and dot the I's. I don't want to make an announcement and say we're coming, and then something happened, and we either have to switch the date or they can't do it. But we uh, that is the plan. We were, are going to be at Nuts Deep 2 as well in Marshfield. I'm really looking forward to that. It's been a long time since we've been back to Marshfield. I think the last time we were in Marshfield was 2013 or 14, something like that. I mean, it's been a while since we've been to Marshfield. So really looking forward to getting back into that area and, uh, and enjoying Nuts Deep 2, which is such a cool, cool place uh, to go. Uh, so anyway, yes, uh, we are going to be back. We're just waiting for them to cross the T's and dot the I's, and we'll be good to go. Coming up here after the top of the hour, we got a lot to get to. Uh, Chuck Freeman of the uh, Lockdown Brewers podcast is going to be joining us. We'll hear from him. And in addition to that, we are also going to uh, hear from Vinny Rotino. If you missed him in the first hour, and uh, he is from Valley Sports and such, and he is going to put a wrap on this Brewers season as well. So we'll get into all of that. we got that coming up. we got a whole bunch of stuff today that we're just loaded. A lot of, a lot of Brewers wrap-up stuff. Stay tuned. Our buddy Chucker, Chuck Freeman. He's going to join us coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Stay tuned. Stay right where you're at.